I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome back to That's a Gay-Ass Podcast, the podcast where we ask, whose fault is it that you're gay? And if you're straight, why are you so obsessed with us? Like, come on, get off my jock. I'm sitting here minding my own. Uh, I am back in New York after a gorgeous trip to Florida. I did make a video that made fun of Florida people. And uh, to no one's surprise, some people clapped back and they said, then get the fuck out. And you know what I did, babes? Bipes. I did bipes. Um, but I am such a fan of Florida. If you're listening from that state, I it was gorgeous. It was a little Wizard of Ozzy with a potential tornado moment, but we took it in stride. And now I'm back in New York dog sitting the most gorgeous dog. Not the most, because I don't want to piss off any other dog owners. But my dear friend Lindy, oh, her dog Barney is staying with us. If he, he's actually walking right now. If you hear little steps in the background. Uh, but... Lots of exciting things happening in gay-ass pod world. I just recorded for one of my favorite podcasts that I won't say yet what it is, but uh, being a guest on it was truly a dream come true. So I'm excited for that to come out, and I will let you know what it is. Uh, But for this week, of course, we have the incredible iconic Atsuko Katsuka. If you don't follow her on social media, it's, I mean, a must the dance videos it's i can't i you, we talk about it in the episode her grandma uh, is featured it's brilliant it's truly like a, a must do right now situation that being said though atsuko katsuka is a stand-up comedian an actor a writer she was actually named as one of timeout la and vultures comics to watch she's written for television she also has a comedy album called but i control me that is out now i will definitely link that in the show notes you gotta follow her on social media her handle is atsuko comedy it's a-t-s-u-k-o comedy a-t-s-u-k-o comedy on instagram on twitter and she is truly an incredible dancer comedian writer actor it's all of it it's it ticks off all the boxes uh please follow me on social media at eric wills and we had so many amazing uh, listeners last week send really nice messages about matt rogers episode so if you haven't yet listened to that it, it's a really incredible episode and many more episodes uh of course have been recorded and have some really great guests coming up so Enjoy this episode, and uh, here she is, Atsuko Katsuka. 
Before we hit record on this here podcast, we were talking about the Mercury of it all. It's been such a day. I mean, not only scheduling and tech, they're like drilling outside of my home and it feels like I'm on the set of Jurassic Park. Like I literally will <laughs> see glasses shaking on a table and I really am blaming it on Mercury and retrograde. So you consider yourself a believer? I am. I am such a believer as a reset, you know, and that, that, that's all it takes one time for me, you know. Well, I like that you had construction going. Oh, so it's not an ongoing thing. They just started today. Yeah, I mean, it like, you know, they popped up somewhat recently, but then I didn't hear from a, for a long time. Mm-hmm. And one of my jobs is like being on Zoom calls with a lot of people. And I literally at seven in the morning, they started. It wasn't a jackhammer. That sounds too low stakes. This was <laughs> er- Earth. I mean, they were probing the core of the Earth underneath Astoria, Queens. I don't know why. I haven't figured it out, but wow. it's it's scary. Yeah, but the timing of it with like rescheduling and then tech yes. glitches, probably. Yeah. And overall emotions, you know. And I was just saying, like, because I just found out you're a Virgo. I'm a Gemini. I had read that it affects Virgos on Gemini's the most. Which I've never heard before, and honestly, it kind of validates me a little bit because oh, wh- wh- I love, why do you- I love playing the victim? <laughs> <laughs> I love being like, oh yes, of course. Of course, it's harder for me. Mm-hmm. I was born into this harder life. I mean, yeah, I wonder. I wonder why Gemini's and Virgos experience it more. But hey, I believe it. I'll tell you something. I got a hand poke tattoo during the pandemic, and um, I didn't know what I wanted. I showed up not knowing what I wanted, and she was like, "Okay, well, we're about to like put ink to your, you know, chest. So, do you know what you want?" And she was like, "Are you a Gemini, perchance?" And I was like, "I am." She goes. Virgos and Geminis, n- like, never know what they want when they show up to get a tattoo. <laughs> so I don't know if that says anything more about the retrograde stuff, but apparently we're, we can be undecisive. Great. So we deal with stress horribly and we're difficult to deal with. Sure, sure, sure. But we're fun. I, wait, what? when's your birthday? May 27th. Okay. Okay. Because yeah. I'm just kind of going through my roll of decks of my friends and family of who, because I don't know who the Geminis are. Like, I have a... I have a twin brother that is, of course, a Virgo as well. And he, <laughs> yeah. but we're very different and we're on the cusp of Virgo and Libra. And so I do think one of us got more Virgo and the other got more Libra. But, oh, yeah. But I don't know. I mean, I, I'm sure I would ask him if Mercury and retrograde affects him and he would probably just stare at me and then right. ask, what is, what is that? Then he'd be a Libra. I don't know. I'm just guessing. <laughs> no, because you did the same thing to me. You were like, I don't know what astrology. I just kind of barely what. Um, I'm. This is also. I'm basing this off of knowing like ten things about astrology. So I think I think most people do though. I think like it's more common for to know five to ten things about astrology and mm-hmm. claim to have a good handle, whereas people that really know a lot maybe are deemed a little weird. Is that controversial? Oh, we're you're you're done. You're done. You're canceled. Fuck. I knew you something kn- was going to get me. Who knew it was astrology of all things? Well, which one do you think? Do you think people... Do you know five to ten things about... Okay. Do you know more about crypto or astrology? <laughs> <laughs> That's what I want to know. Astrology. Crypto, I know that straight men do it and they have a different... I know the emojis they put in their Instagram bios. <laughs> yeah. That's about it for me too. My husband does it and or like the crypto thing. And every time he Wait. talks about it with his friends, sorry, yes. No, continue. Oh, you looked shocked. Like, why are you still with him? <laughs> no. <laughs> the when, so when you say he does crypto, I'm you're saying that he 
you know what? I'm actually dumber than I real. It, it's rare to think, realize that I'm dumber than I am. But because <laughs> when I think of crypto, I think of the people on Instagram that are messaging you, "Hey, you should invest in crypto. Follow me, babe." But uh-huh. you're just saying that he just himself invests, or is he leading right. other people in investing? No, no, no. Because that's like a, that's pyramid scheme level. He's he's one of the people that fell into it. And he he's just like invest. It just like. He's just trying it. It's not like he's an expert either. You know, just like I'm him, trying though. astrology, you know. You know what? We all we all deserve to have a little experimentation here and there. Do, is he doing is he succeeding with the crypto? No. Mm-mm. Again, he he only knows like 10 things about it, you know. So he's just like, "Oh, my friend made some money off of it. Maybe it'll be nice, you know." In this economy, of course, you want a little hope, you know. So hope sometimes gets you into crypto or astrology hope gets you into crypto or astrology is Mm -hmm. rules to live by i well i aspire to one day be a person who knows about investing things into things i mean i heard Mm -hmm. about dogecoin Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. i heard about (laughs) you said that like you you were like so sure of it and then you heard me trail off (laughs) dogecoin and (laughs) The O elongated. It started really confident. It's okay. I was calling it dog for a long time. Like doggy. (laughs) Doggy. Yeah. Who let the doggies out? I mean, (laughs) you know what I have to tell you is that right before you called in, I put a little mood music on to to really prepare because your energy in life on the internet, it's just such... A jam. It's so positive. It's so, so I put a little Earth, Wind, and Fire on. Oh, okay. Yeah. I I really feel like while Mercury is in retrograde, <laughs> we are on the same level, and and I'm appreciating your positive energy you're bringing to that's a gas podcast. And let me just officially welcome you and officially thank you for coming on. Thank you so much. That was a really beautiful segue. Thank you. It's, yeah, you had like thought about it. I mean, you've done this a million times. That was thank you for having me on, Eric. Oh my gosh, of course. I I I'm so interested in so many parts of your journey, but also about just like how your day is going. Did anything did anything happen today that felt really good to you? Oh my goodness. It was just like boring meetings. Not boring, but you know, meetings are boring to talk about, but that's all I did today because it's the weekday, you know. Like sure. I truly, I truly let myself go on the weekends, really. Wait, how do you let yourself go? Um, just like double the amount I'm drinking and stuff, you know, and not thinking about work. Just sure. Fine. So wait, you go to a bar. What do you order first? Mezcal on the rocks. Ooh. How about God. you? You know, I'll be very honest with you. I order, if I'm at a wedding or at a bar, I get a whiskey ginger ale. Okay, yeah, yeah. But the thing is, I'm going to be very honest with you, is that I rarely drink these days. I do prefer an edible or a a marijuana moment. And that really has been like a big love of mine in this pandemic. However, this past weekend, I went and saw friends I haven't seen in a while. And uh, we got a drink at a bar. And I got myself a whiskey ginger. It was strong as hell. I had one. <laughs> I also did eat a two milligram edible just because I didn't think I didn't think I was drinking. Sure. And uh, and the two, the two, it's nothing. But the, the the edible hit the second I was like a quarter into that drink, and I felt like I was at yeah. a rave. I mean, I was I felt wasted. And then I did wake up the next day, and I had that was the only drink I had. I had one drink. I felt very hungover. 
that's i'm sure have... i'm sure like the amount of blood like all your blood left your head immediately i'm <laughs> sure you know and was like what what is this thing we haven't seen in a while it really was because I respect the people that are able to have the few drinks and, and then, you know, move on with their lives. But I woke up being like, I made a mistake. Yeah, no, I get it. So you're a social drinker in that like during the pandemic, when you weren't seeing people physically as much, you didn't really have to drink, which means you're not an alcoholic. So that's good. I definitely am not an alcoholic, but I did have to make sure I was I was being sober enough in the pandemic. Like if I were to partake in an edible situation, like I I wanted to make sure I wasn't more days of the week mm-hmm. I was partaking versus less. Yeah. So that's the thing I have to stay on top of. But so far, so good. Wow, you, you're such a you've got control, and it's intimidating. Oh my god, I'm so I'm I'm sure you're <laughs> I'm the most intimidating person you've ever met. Although to be very fair, like I did lose my train of thought the second I t- started speaking in that moment. Um <laughs> what? Yeah, you well, you did the intro, you were listening to Earth Wind and Fire. If that if I can help you at all. Please, please write run and down everything. You're doing edibles, yeah. Of course. When am I not talking about fucking edibles? I'm a broken <laughs> wreck. I think that's the tough part about hosting a podcast is that, and I know the listeners feel this way, that sometimes I'll bring up a story that I forget. Sometimes I forget these are recorded. I'm just talking to a friend and then I'm like, you know what? I repeat stories in my day to day also. So that's if you're okay. listening and you've heard a, repeat, a repeated story, I want to thank you for still being here. Um, <laughs> but we were, we were talking about your day in the meetings. I want to, I want to tell you that I'm sure you feel the same way about the business is of course tough and you it it can feel like it might take a while to get to the levels you want but i feel like from my perspective you are so in your power and we are celebrating you because we can see you so clearly in such a unique way that you are proud and unabashed but also positive and i hope it feels like it is there's so much excitement happening because of you embracing that part of yourselves and in turn us embracing that so i it feels like you're doing huge things i it looks like you are and i want to congratulate you and ask you how that feels eric i didn't know this was a spiritual sesh. i don't know i'm feeling spiritual yeah no today. but that, that's gorgeous no i i think i am too and yeah that that was really that was really really nice um of you to say because One of the things that I make sure I don't forget, you know, in doing day-to-day things, even like meetings, dumb meetings or whatever, um, it's like, I have to be have, I have to have fun doing it. Like, I gotta be having a good time. And it doesn't, it shouldn't feel like so dreadful, you know, especially because then sometimes that might happen over and over again. Right. That sometimes work becomes that. I know some comedians or former comedians actually who don't do stand up anymore because they were like stand up was becoming dreadful. Mm. I was getting really negative about it. I hated writing jokes. I hated performing. It was it, it petrified me. And then I would just talk shit about other comedians because I felt insecure. You know, it was like this terrible cycle. Yeah. And, um, to the point they quit, but they're like, they found something else like writing for a TV mm-hmm. show. So now they're mostly just a writer or something. And I think that's okay, you know, like, because they're happy doing happy writing. Mm-hmm. They're like, I don't feel negative at all doing this. I think it was just the performing part that was tripping me up. And um 
for me, that's so important. Like everything I do, everything I even post on Instagram, like it has to have been fun even shooting it. You know? Yes, um, absolutely. Yeah. I think that's really, I mean, that's, it's great to hear that because I think it reminds me that if you are consistently feeling bad about one certain thing in your life and it is very yeah. clear that a change needs to be made, I, I really try to subscribe to that too because like even with a even if it's a day job versus a creative thing versus whatever if a part of your day job is so miserable consistently day in and day out there's only yeah. so much a person can take and of course there's a place of privilege of saying just change it but if you can change it even if it is hard work i think that that is the most it is it is the best gift you can give yourself and that is why i'm a broken record about therapy because i will literally <laughs> po- probably be in therapy for the rest of my life because i need to continue to address the things that are not working for me and then just change it because as a virgo cusp person <laughs> i got a lot of shit that i need to just like keep in check because otherwise i'll drive myself crazy and the people around me Eric, that was the first time you said those words, Virgo cusp, and I could tell. <laughs> and <laughs> but that was so gorgeous. Thank you. Wow, <laughs> our spiritual connection. I feel this. Or maybe not. I don't know. Only because I, you were saying like you know only a few things about it. But um, <laughs> but that that was relatable. What you just did was relatable. Virgo cusps out there. You just spoke to them directly. This is a podcast you know? for the Virgo cusps of the world. How many are there, do you think? How many? <laughs> what, how many what percentage of these listeners I are think, Virgo cusps? Oh, I don't know. I was going to say like 12, 12 people. <laughs> I don't know how many. I don't know how numbers work. I don't know how population works. Yeah, I mean, who knows? Maybe you've accidentally like... Maybe like all your listeners are Virgo cusps. Whoa, what if? Or maybe I should you just know? start a new podcast that is just Virgo cuspies. Um, and the title <laughs> of the podcast is, Atsuko, what is the title of the podcast for Virgo cusps? Almost a Libra. Oh, almost a Libra on Earwolf. Uh-huh, uh-huh, yeah, yeah. I do want to also let the, the listener know that your nail color is incredible. Thank um, you. Wh- just... wh- how would you describe that color? It's a neon yellow matte. <laughs> um, so it doesn't like shine and maybe hurt your eyes. There is a Thank dullness you. on Thank top. Thank you for protecting you know? the, the eyes. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I want to say that with the brightness of these nails, with the brightness of your videos, am I doing another segue? I sure am because I want to I wanna talk about <laughs> how the, the videos with your grandma started. It They, as a person who also makes Instagram videos, I always am so interested in people's like, what was the, was it a, an accidental moment that he just first put something up and people loved it? Or was it a pretty deliberate <laughs> plan of taking over the world yeah no like you just never know what people are gonna respond to so i don't know how people know like oh i am gonna take over the world i have no idea how people know uh you have to be really really Mm -hmm. smart i think and know history or something anyway i think that's how like hitler did it right (laughs) but i don't know how to do that girl boss (laughs) so you know it was just like us having fun and um i joke around with my grandma a lot anyway we joke we joke about so many things and laugh and we're we're stupid together we're really stupid so one day i just like start i just decided to dance i i sat my mom and grandma down and i was like you're gonna watch as i dance like i think a lot of performers do that as kids but i did it like (laughs) 
you know, as an adult and I, I had my husband film it pretty much. I hate, I had everyone I love, you know, make, yeah, I made them watch me perform. And, um, it was funny because I was like out of breath and it, it wasn't going as well. My mom and grandma weren't showing enthusiasm at all as they were watching, but I was like, Oh, maybe that's kind of funny. So I posted it and that's how it started. And, and then my mom and grandma were like, that's really funny. Yeah. Because we were like, oh, I don't think she's going to make it through this dance. And so we weren't like clapping, cheering you on or anything. But that's funny. And then as like, and then I was like, well, grandma, do you want to dance with me? And she's like, would love to. Are you kidding me? Like, don't make me watch you. Like, make me do something with you oh in the video. God, I want to participate. Is, thank you God. Know? for what, what do you call her as your grandma? What is, what is the grandma name? I just call her grandma, actually. Has, just gra- like so that. has grandma always been super game for these types of silly things? Or was it something new you found out? Kind of. It was something kind of new that I found out. Because I didn't even know if I was into these videos, you know? Yeah. But when, yeah. So when I started, and then she was stoked about it, too. I was like, oh, cool. This is a new thing we can do for fun together. And then, like, other folks enjoyed that, too. Uh, um, I, I mean, it's, grandparents are such a... They've been coming up a lot in this podcast for some reason. I don't know if it's because <laughs> of, like, the... I think because we had a year with not seeing them. I think you're right. I think you're right because, you know, it's it's... We're very lucky to be adults that still have grandparents. You know, I have one grandfather living. I call him Poppy. And I was just actually uh, talking with Joel Kim Booster and his grandparents have passed away. But we were talking about kind of mm-hmm. our different relationships with them and my husband's grandparents and talking about how when we came out to them and what that was like. And, you yeah. know, my grandpa, he's 92 and, and he is really, really supportive. But um, I will say that it's always inspiring to watch you with your grandma because she is so game. And uh, and my grandpa, Poppy, is like, he's so sweet. But I yeah. have had the idea of maybe having him on this podcast of like, how how crazy would it be to have a 92-year-old <laughs> man in Missouri beyond that's a gay-ass podcast? And so yeah. I, I broached the subject with him kind of casually when I saw him last in St. Louis. And he was like, what is, what is it? What's a podcast? And I was like, so... Right. When a man loves a woman, I was like starting to go through the birds and the bees of podcasting. <laughs> and then, uh, <laughs> let me, if you're wondering what his response was, I'm going to say there really wasn't one. And I think that's because he, I think it was, I think it was a no for now. Do you know what Eric, I mean? Eric, it's too overwhelming. Like even trying to describe what a podcast is, then oh. if he, Assuming he's already done this, so like, if you hadn't already, right? You'd have to teach him Zoom, you'd have to teach him how to record on his end, right? Which is already like, sounds like it'll take a long time. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, people ask me, I have relatives in Taiwan who sell rice for snake meat, or like, who trade rice for snake meat, okay? Mm. I have freaking relatives who live in like by a mountainside there's no address where they live okay i've gone to see them okay (gasps) now they they have a landline phone but other than that that's like their only connection to uh, something outside of this village when they have a message they want to send out they send an uncle on a motorbike on a scooter wait Atsuko, do you think i could have them on the podcast I'm kidding. That, um, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. People ask me, do do those relatives know you do stand-up? And I'm like, they have a landline. That's it. 
Okay. Do they know I do stand up comedy? In what world? They literally are in the rice fields, like in the sun every day. In what world would me telling them I do stand up comedy and what that is not just wreck their world? Okay. I can't imagine. I really can't imagine. I mean, I also am loving this visual of you having family members that are just like living their truth by this beautiful nature, disconnected <laughs> in many ways from the horrors of technology. What yeah. do you, so when you visit, when you visited them, like, what is that like? I mean, is it kind of a, a, a spiritual, like a beautiful moment? I only went once and I was related to everyone in the village. I didn't know this. My grandma didn't tell me. My grandma, yeah, we showed up in a cab, but it's, you know, the whole time she's just like, oh, turn right at this one tree and then turn left at this thing. You'll see like a mailbox at that corner. Go another like two miles. It was that kind of direction. Okay. This is my grandma's like, you know, my grandma lived there in that village. Um, yeah. So of course, at the moment, I was having like a very like eat, pray, love moment. Yeah. 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 Was your, was your grandma? Um, was she born in that village or was she born in the, the U.S.? She was born elsewhere in a bigger city in mm-hmm. Taiwan, but it's, you know, her husband, my grandpa, uh, was from there. So she went and lived there. Wow. But it's just, it's just funny. Cause it's like, why would I tell them about stand-up comedy and like <laughs> stop their, make them stop their tracks in this beautiful life they're living? You know what I mean? To tell them, oh, you know, I tell jokes as a job. Like, that would literally, like, I think they would kill themselves. (laughs) I don't know. I mean, not to be dark, but kind of. I mean, listen, they probably, I mean, who knows what they would do, but we we can know that it would be a shock. How far the shock would go, would it be life-ending? We're not sure, but it would be a gigantic shock. (laughs) It would be life-ending. I think it would wreck my world. If I'd only, if I'd like just, if I just worked the rice fields every day, uh-huh. you know what I'm saying? And someone was like, you know, there's a whole career path some people take where it's just, they, they literally tell jokes standing <laughs> to people and that's it. You know what I'm saying? Oh, absolutely. But what I'm trying to do in my mind right now is trying to think what would be the version of that for us what would it be if someone were to tell us that something exists that was so different from our day-to-day and i can't even of course because it's supposed to be something incomprehensible i can't even think about what the example would be yeah i mean would it just be like working on a rice field (laughs) day-to-day and then trading it in for snake meat I Maybe. think you're right. I think you're right. Because that, that sounds like a wild world to me, you know? It does, but I think I, I romanticize it. Like, my immediate thought is like, wow, that must be so incredible. Or I'm sure it's like a very, of course, <laughs> it's everything is relative, and it's a, 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 a very difficult life. But I think, you know, part of me has a jealousy of that in a way, because we, I think I care about a lot of things mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that I don't need to care about. And that don't actually matter. And I think some people that live those lives have more perspective about what is important. Do any of your like ancestors or like relatives come from like farming or like, or, you know, it's a really good question. I actually have thought a little bit about over the years, my older brother did this kind of like family tree moment of trying to get back as far as we could in our family history. And really what we found out is that I am pretty Polish on both sides, uh, mm-hmm. Jewish, like came over to the US. I might have a little Hungarian, but I think it's just like a lot of, 
a lot, a of, lot Polish, of meat, a, a lot, lot of meats, meats. a lot of meats, mm-hmm. Polish mm-hmm. shoes that also work in the pharmacy business. That is oh. like what I know. But I, there, there could have been farming in my history. Maybe that's why I'm so connected to your story. Am I a Polish farmer? You could be or sausage maker. Either way, those are kind of similar headspaces. Co- kosher sausage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, just like whatever you do for the machine. I just, <laughs> I, the things I just did with my hands, I'm pretty sure is not how you make sausage, which is, I think I just, I just did a TikTok move, <laughs> which is rowing. It looks like you're rowing a boat. I don't think that's how you make sausage, but what do I know? I come from rice. What do, you- yeah. Come on. What do you know about <laughs> sausage making? Yeah. How I'm... dare you talk about my family's <laughs> sausage making in the Polish uh, We don't even field. know if they do. That was me just choosing one thing, the one thing I know about Polish people. And that's my bad. And yeah. I want to tell you that I am deeply offended. And I do want to tell the audience before we started recording, I wanted to ask Atsuko a, a, just a question about... <laughs> <laughs> I said I wanted to ask a question just to kind of make sure, like, stay on the same page. And then she was like, oh, about... Wait, what'd you say? I said, "I yes, I am half Japanese. <laughs> Be- like, that is not what I was going to... Can you imagine? I just want to make you something clear here. Can you just tell me, are you half Japanese or not? Um, <laughs> no, I, I, do really, I really do love the story about your, your family in this village. I mean, it's, it's, it's incredible to see how our ancestry affects us but also how crazy different our lives are now do you believe in past lives not so much not so much past lives just like generational experiences and trauma yeah sure, i yes. think those cycle is that the same thing past i lives? mean i don't know i think yes and no what about what about ghosts and spirits yeah i'm scared of ghosts yeah so okay. i believe in them but then it sucks because my only feeling is scared <laughs> that's all i feel yeah how about you do I believe in the ghost hunting TV shows? No. I think that's fully theater where they're like, do you see? It's cold. It's really cold. I'm like, how do I know it's cold? You're a good actor. You you, you went to, mm-hmm. you got a BFA from Emerson. I mean, truly. Um, <laughs> it's just like scream queening, honestly. You just have to, you know, be frantic and scream and you know what I'm saying? At the right moments. Yeah. yeah. Do you think mm-hmm. if you got cast in a horror film, you'd be a good screamer? No, no, no. I don't think so. Because if I know something, because I always like to spoil something for myself. So TV shows, I don't mind spoilers, especially if it's scary. I love to read about it first. And that's what I would have done if I was a good actress and I was prepared because I'm a professional. Um, I would know how I died, right? And I think that would get in the way of my my screams. <laughs> you would not be selling the scream because you're like, I know how this ends already. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How about you? Are you, are you a good actor? And that you can forget the ending. I mean, I think I can forget the ending, but I'm a bad screamer. I'm a bad screamer. I wouldn't be... I mean, I I would be like a very big um, parody or a caricature of a gay person screaming. I'm not going to make you do it, but that (laughs) sounded like a setup for you doing one, doing the scream. It involves hands (laughs) waving and my tongue not going, ah! (laughs) I think that's also a TikTok challenge that's going around right now. What is it? Anyway, I don't know. I think I've seen something about shaking your... Look, this is also me just glancing at TikTok like, you know, 10 minutes a day. Is that all you're on TikTok, 10 minutes a day? Yeah, or else you'll be on it for days. That's what happened to the people. They're trapped. (laughs) The people who have TikToks and make TikToks now, they're trapped. That's what happened to the people. 
I, I do want to give a plug to a friend of mine who has a TikTok that I... She's so funny. Her name is Hannah Solo. If you're not following her, it's... I think her Ooh. handle is Baby Magoo. Baby M-C-G-O-O. And she was just living her truth. I think she was maybe a little trapped in TikTok. But just posting her videos and I oh. swear it felt like overnight. Yeah. She has over 100,000 followers. Oh, my God. Like, I mean, like, it's crazy. It's, she's, it is. She's so funny. It's so... There's such, like, crazy characters and... It, the good thing about TikTok is I, I think people really embrace what makes you unique if you continue to invest every minute of your time in it. But yes. it's also so random in that way. I mean, I'm sure you felt the same way about like uh, just social media in general, posting videos that maybe people really embrace you didn't think they would or the other side of it. And the things you do control and know are good, like maybe like a good joke. You know, it's it's different. Yeah. Videos, I have no idea. Yeah, no. videos. Um yeah no i will follow her thank you please for... please there's a, there's also a video on tiktok that i might send to you that I, I posted on my instagram story that is one of my favorites it's a guy that is saying opening biscuits is so scary and then he's trying <laughs> to open this thing of biscuits where you know like you either get a spoon and then it explodes <laughs> as you as it releases the air it's a minute long video of him <laughs> trying to open the biscuits and going hey <laughs> <laughs> and oh my God. i swear to God, it's a minute long video where you're waiting for him to open it and at the end of it, he still doesn't open it and then he goes i can't get it and then the video ends and it's oh like my god so i posted it to instagram and i got crazy amount of responses Mo a lot of people angry that i wasted an hour of their oh, a minute of their time because they, <laughs> they didn't see it get open but i made a video of like what it would be like to live with that guy and it's just me trying to open and turn things <laughs> on with a spoon and screaming in fact, I could even, I could even, I have it right here. Let's see if it can pick up on this microphone. Let me just play the beginning of this. Uh, opening biscuits are so scary. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh my God. That is, it is banging the spoon on the biscuits. Oh, it's so suspenseful. Like I'm scared for him too, and I know exactly how that feels because I, <laughs> I, I got just one biscuit can thing yeah. during the demi, and it was scary because it was like the warnings on it are scary. Do you know what I'm saying? Oh, beyond. I mean, it, it's that, and I don't know if this is like even scarier, but the champagne bottle for me, like, I, oh yeah, <laughs> it is like yeah, I mean, but that's like an actual like hazard that could take someone's eye out. Well, the biscuit thing too. It's I feel like mine said like just don't get don't open it near a head, near an eye, something like that. And I was like, okay, well that was enough for me to you know <laughs> not open it. That's enough for me to task rabbit someone to open this biscuit container for me. Yeah, it's so funny. Like I was I was just talking to someone about I'm my husband is out of town right now and this is the first time since the pandemic started that we've been separate from each other yeah basically it's that uh, he's spending more time with his family and i came back for some work stuff to new york and um it's really just two weeks but it it's really crazy i mean how I, have you how how are you different when you're not with him you know, it's actually, it's a, in a, in some bad ways, like in a way that I really need him. He's an amazing cook. And so I definitely don't eat as well 
Like he uh-huh. does not really like us to get Domino's pizza, which I know I live in New York and that's garbage, but <laughs> um, it's like a comfort thing for me. Maybe it's a childhood thing for me. Yes. He does not love to get Domino's. And so I got it for dinner like the second day I was by myself and it just felt <laughs> so good. And uh-huh. then he asked me the day, next day, he's like, what'd you have for dinner last night? And I was like, um, I had a really long day. And I found Domino's. <laughs> and he was just like, huh. Like, I could tell his response was like, interesting. But listen. Yeah. When you... What's the saying I'm thinking of? When the girls play. <laughs> when you let the cat out of the bag. Uh-huh. When, when the when mouse leaves the house. Two birds. You know, I don't, I'm not good at these. stone. When you got a gift horse and it's you. Don't look it in the mouth. And when it's your Domino's pizza delivery person, you just eat it. You just eat it. Yeah. Domino's. You just eat it. That's not so bad. And it sounds like he's not being judgmental as well. You know, no. I, I, ha- I have friends when their like partner leaves, they're like, I'm going to smoke. I'm going to smoke. But please don't tell them. And I'm like, oh, no, I think you're going to break up. I think you're going to I think you're not going to be together. Have you ever said anymore. that to a friend? Oh, no, I think you're going to break up. No, I'm scared of the partner too. So I don't want them to then like wake up. <laughs> Is that so messed up? No, you, no, You no. know what I'm saying? I also like, I try to like be like, look, that's y'all's thing. You know, if you get in fights about you smoking and stuff, that's not my thing. But, you know, maybe take a look, you know, about why you get so excitedly like so excited when they leave and then you're like i get to have a cigarette but please don't tell them but they're also yeah. so frightened i'm like jesus you know maybe look into that <laughs> let's look into that girly i mean yeah i think a let's look into that is definitely a very positive thing to do mm-hmm. i learned early on with dating matt that i used to complain about just relationship things in general to my friends and i realized that was not the the call that was not the thing yeah 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 yeah, yeah. and so luckily like i you know we've we've learned and or of course work with each other on this stuff but it's you know i don't think i don't think people teach a lot of things about relationships when you're young i think it's obviously very romanticized but there are some cliche things for a reason but there are other things that no one really tells you about like if you're in a dark spot in your relationship it is not going to be forever and you just got to address it and, and and then evolve and move forward like it could last for an hour it could be a few <laughs> days whatever it is like i used to think when we were having a chat where I was like, I thought he was mad at me or I was upset with him. I was like, oh, well, that confirms that we should break up. Okay. So we're, I think we're going to break up. Let's see. Should it be tomorrow? Like, <laughs> and then like a minute will pass and he like gives me a kiss. And I'm like, God, this is the best person. I love him so much. It's like, it's so <laughs> up and same, down. Same. Same. I used to let it just like take over me. And I, I would, I would be like, oh, it's over. It's over now. Yeah. Because I was so afraid of confrontation. How long so have you was, and your husband been together? We've been together seven years. And he's really good at communicating. Um, I'm not. We're both a little stunted. We we both have, our our moms have schizophrenia, both of them, and so um, it, it's not like that's why we met. By the way, it's, <laughs> we didn't we didn't like fall in love because of that. It just happens to be, and we found out like third date or something. Wow! But I think it has some things to do with like why you know we're like kids we're literally still babies like we don't like i'm unorganized he's more organized he's had to be for his like adhd mm-hmm. but you know we'll like avoid confrontation or something about like we won't fix something in the house 
that kind of confrontation. Or, but he's, he's really good at communicating and I wasn't. So yeah. it, it helped, you know, where if we got in a tiny tiff, like I would think like, Oh, I, I get it. If you're going to leave me tomorrow because of this, I understand. And he'll have to be like, wait, wait, no. Why? Why would that? It's literally just like we just need to talk it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. yeah. I, that, that totally makes sense to me. I am curious, though, of course, about both of your moms having schizophrenia. Are there parts of your shared experience that you would compare notes about, or things that were different, or what? How? How? When you were first learning this, how did you relate to each other in that way? Well, it's not like we didn't talk about it that much because. Mm. I mean, of course, you know, even with like something like schizophrenia, it's case by case, right. you know, and um, his mom is his mom's medication works for her. My mom's medication doesn't work for her. Mm-hmm. So it's a little different. But I think for the most part, arriving with like compassion to things, me and my husband do that. And we're very emotional and can sense when when we're talking with someone, if they're something's off or you know um so that kind of stuff that we didn't really have to like talk about but it was easy it was easy it was kind of actually easy and cool because we didn't have to talk about it it's like we we understood each other very quickly yeah you know wow that's i mean it's really incredible because i'm sure there's while very different parts about case by case for each person i think that there probably is a shared like you're saying, the empathy you can have for people's feelings and being receptive to the cues you're getting and the fact that you both have that is amazing. I mean, it's probably such a great thing to have in a relationship because I'm always interested in couples who are together and how their backgrounds are different or similar and how that influences how they are because yeah. in many ways, Matt and I are come from very different backgrounds but of course our values are very similar. I think our mm-hmm. senses of humor in, in many ways can be similar, but of course with those differences, it brings mm-hmm. challenges of like, you know, how I handle things. I'm very obviously is evident that I'm like emotional and can be in my head and he's much more pragmatic, which is great for each other, but sometimes yeah, you have to meet in the middle to understand why the other person is feeling that way. Right, and right, so, right. And then the pizza thing, that's a different thing. He just doesn't like dominoes. You know what it is? I think he is, we just, he, he's really good about trying to eat healthily and like indulging when, oh. cho- choosing to indulge when it really counts. Keep, counts. And whereas I'm like, I used to be a dessert every day type of girl. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and, and I realized that's not really sustainable or like not even that it's not sustainable. It's just like, if I do that for the rest of my life, like I'm not exactly setting myself up for success. Like I, <laughs> I would have a pint of Ben and Jerry's every day. Those are my vices. Are so like instead of alcohol, I like will dig into a chocolate cake. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. No, I get you. That used to be a vice, and then I found mezcal. Yes, although yeah. I do, I do, I like it so much of your comedy. How you talk about, you know, how Asians with lactose, it's a challenge, and you, I, <laughs> Jewish people are the exact same way. We have the stomach issues, um, mm. so I pop many a lactate pill. Yeah, I, I, I do want to turn the attention off of me because I feel like you've been such a gracious guest to let me talk about <laughs> myself so much on this gosh darn episode. Um, I do want to. I do want to ask you, as this is a gay ass podcast, that you know, why are you so obsessed with gay people? What is it? Like, <laughs> get off of our jock. This is the part where it's like you are, 
you I can't win. <laughs> I do feel like it's a bit of a Z way question of it's like, very Z way. How many gay friends do you have? But I actually <laughs> don't mean it as such. I think I'm gonna to make it more <laughs> to make it less of a lose lose situation. <laughs> I wanna ask you like do have you because I think that like you have quite a big gay following because there's just so much of like unabashed being yourself, dancing queen of it all. Do you uh, find when you were growing up or even now, do you ever have been drawn to any either gay people, gay uh, or even just pop culture moments that have been canonically considered gay? Is that anything that like that uh, you feel pulled by? Yeah. Well, Margaret Cho, besides mm. her being Asian American and female in the stand up, <laughs> right? Like, Oh yeah. She was the first, I think she was the first like queer, um, performer you know before her i didn't even know what american stand-up was like mm-hmm. she was the first american stand-up comedian that i saw that a whole set of you wow. know what i'm saying on dvd yeah. like in the ninth grade at um yeah in the ninth grade i was like being dragged to church and uh someone during a sermon in the youth group passed me a, her dvd and was like you should watch this you gotta go home and watch it Shh don't tell anyone I gave you this, you know? And they were like, this is stand-up comedy. And I was like, okay. <laughs> so, so I like watched it because in the special too, it ended with her being at, I think it was at, she was at the Supreme court <laughs> and she was protesting with her fellow, like queer friends against something they were trying to pass against gay people at the time. Mm-hmm. I forget what, law you know it was i think it was her notorious cho dvd anyway so she's yeah she's you know if i can call her a moment (laughs) you know she is a moment i mean she's an icon she's a legend and she is the moment i would love to have margaret cho on this podcast and we can all put into the universe that one day that will happen um i think that's a brilliant answer i think she is so so good in so many ways um and i want to tell you this gay person you're looking at right now. Yeah. And it, yeah, it's a big fan of yours. So you need to know you are, I, I am pulled by you. Let's go. I really am. Oh, thank you, Eric. Thank you. I was going to, I thought you were saying like, don't forget about me. And I'm like, yes. And Eric, you are also a queer moment. Can you, can you, can you imagine? <laughs> Hello. Can you, uh, what about this queer moment? You're staring him right in the face, you're, babe. <laughs> this whole hour has been the best queer moment. <laughs> do you think I should do a podcast where I bait every single guest just to build me up and to tell me how incredible I am. That is the I most. think, and that one's called Queer Moment. <laughs> a queer moment in time. A queer moment in time, or something like that. A I queer moment know. in I'm time, not... and then Libra. What was what was our... Almost a Libra. Almost a Libra. I'm not a Libra. Um, <laughs> I do, before we say goodbye, I would like to ask you, Atsuko Okatsuka. Yeah. Gosh, what? you crushed that too, by Thank the way. Thank you so much. I you really do. Hold on. Eric... <laughs> Williams? Wow. Usually people get Williams wrong. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. I I bet you they don't say the S, huh? No. Yeah. It's always William. It's always like Eric William. I'm like, there's an S. Yeah. That's two people. Two people. If you say Eric William, that's just two people. Yeah. No, I'm one person. Mm hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Screw them. I got your back. Thank you. Well, Mm -hmm. I want to ask you an important question. What is your favorite Whoopi Goldberg film? 
Oh, so this is where I get in trouble because, you know, I truly, I came here, what, 99 to the States. And I'm just a girl trying really hard. And, well, you know what? I've only seen one movie by her because Great. when did she? Okay, so it was during that time I was going to church, and then yeah, so it was Sister Act. But because I was still learning things, I don't actually remember what the movie's about. <laughs> because okay, okay wait, I, I didn't know the freaking language. Of course, and I do not fault you in the least. The fact that that's the movie, I'm so happy and grateful <laughs> for the Whoopi Goldberg community that you were at least uh, exposed to that. If you could tell me right now without remembering a single plot point, I want yeah. you right now, before we say goodbye, pitch to me what the movie Sister Act is about without actually remembering it. Give me the pitch right now. What is the story? Oh, gosh. Whoopi is like a really good, fun singer, and she is in a choir of a church but then I feel like there's some bad apples, and so the choir almost gets dismantled. Also, I haven't seen it, okay, since like the fifth grade. So this is there's many parts missing. Truly, I only remember the only scene I remember is when they sing that "I will follow him" song. I will follow him. Yeah, yeah, and then there's that like tiny skinny white girl yes. who sings really really like she has a big voice yes. you know what i'm saying okay you remember um, you remember everything you need to remember i i truly, truly? for yeah. real there is a good choir whoopi is a good singer the little white girl has a big voice i mean the only okay, thing but what's the conflict i don't know it well to be very honest with you the first movie is is pretty good but the second sister act two is what is I would consider the best of the best of the best. And basically the whole conceit is that Whoopi Goldberg is a Las Vegas showgirl. She is asked to go undercover as a nun to help oh. save this school from closing. And in the first movie, she is basically helping the nuns. Um, and the nuns, I think the most important part that you're not remembering is Kathy and Jimmy, who is in Hocus Pocus. She is okay. In yes. cr- she is one of the nuns. So and great. So good. And um, but only really knew her when you said Hocus Pocus. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So she, and actually, I just read a trivia piece of trivia about Sister Act Two that they put in a line uh, from Hocus Pocus into Sister Act Two for her to say as a little nod, a little wow, nod to Hocus stop Pocus. It. I know. What? Who who knew? But listen, I want to say that while Mercury might be in retrograde, you and mm-hmm. I are on the same planet, the same plane, and I'm so grateful you came on that to Gaius podcast, and, and I cannot wait to see you continue to dance on small screens, big screens, and beyond. Thank you so much, Eric. That was so gorgeous. I shouldn't. That was a good ending. I'm going to let you end there. I will follow him, and I hope you will follow her on social. Atsuko Katsuka, so happy she came on That's a Gay Ass Podcast. Make sure you follow her at Atsuko Comedy and follow me at Eric Wills. We have more exciting guests coming up. You know the drill. Please leave us a five-star review. Tell your friends. Follow us on Instagram at Gay Ass Podcast and we'll see you next week. Stay gay, stay fabulous and God, I love you so much.
hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.